back to another edition of Through the Smoke, a Miami Hurricanes football and recruiting podcast here on the 24-7 Sports Network. David Lake joined by the recruiting expert, Gabby Rutia, and it is June recruiting season, so we got a lot to dive into with that um, now that we're in the first week of June. So recruiting never stops. That's especially true now with the current calendar in the month of June. Unfortunately, Miami's camp on Saturday got washed out by the storm uh, that moved through the state, um, which is disappointing because Miami was going to have some intriguing guys work out there with their high school teams and or O-line, D-line, get work in 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 that phase as well. Um, But regardless of that, there's still plenty to talk about from a recruiting standpoint because Miami hosted three big time official visitors over the weekend. So we have Gabby here to break it all down, what we've learned from those visits. And uh, let's start with um, defensive back Jaden Bonsu, Gabby, 6'2", 205, composite four-star out of St. Peter's Prep in Hillside, New Jersey. Um, where does where does Miami stand for him after this official visit? Yeah, I mean, I think that this was a big sort of first step in that recruitment just because he ha- he's one of those guys that hadn't been down um, in the spring or anything like that. So I think this was a chance for him to really just be around Miami for the first time, interact with the coaching staff, like in person and, and all those types of things. I think Miami sort of, I think kind of rolled out the red carpet for him. I mean, definitely one of the top safeties uh, on their board, you know, so even just talking to people, you know, in Coral Gables, it sounds like he's a guy that they consider a top five safety nationally. Uh, a few other targets sort of, you know, that they might have ahead, like a Jonel Guerrero, uh, Derek Williams out of, out of Louisiana, who uh, unofficially visited this spring. But I mean, even just eyeing up uh, Jaden Bonsu, I mean, definitely looks the part of a major power five safety. I think he's a legit six one. Um, over 200 pounds looks pretty rocked up, honestly. And, uh, you know, I, I mean, I, I, I looked at him and I was just like, I'm not sure that looks like an 88. I guess that's what we have him at 247. Right. Um, you know, I think he's someone that could potentially, you know, move up the rankings, uh, you know, once there's a little bit of a, a deeper dive um, onto his tape and all that stuff. So, um, you know, I think Miami put themselves in a pretty good position from what I understand. You know, they kind of weathered the storm. Uh, you know, I guess the sun came out when they're at Hard Rock Stadium, which is something they sort of integrated into this official visit weekend, may integrate into the rest of the these official visit weekends over the course of the summer. And uh, I think from that point on, I think everything went really smoothly. And, you know, from what I gathered, uh, you know, I think they're feeling pretty good about where they stand with Bonsu. I don't think they're super confident right now just because, uh, you know, you do got to worry about Michigan State, Ohio State and Texas. But, uh, you know, I think that they feel like they put their best foot forward there. Yeah, so Ohio State is the early leader on the crystal ball. I don't know if there's that many predictions for Ohio State, yeah. but they do lead. Um, looks like he plans to visit Michigan State this weekend, and then Ohio State on June 17th. Does he have a, a visit date for Texas yet? Um, I believe it's the last weekend of okay. of June. I, I think he tweeted out that maybe maybe no one's updated it on his uh on his right. profile. But I think one thing to sort of keep note with Ohio state is they already have two safeties committed. They have Cedric Hawkins out of, out of Cocoa, Florida, and they landed uh, Malik Hartford, who's a top two, four, seven guy out of the state of Ohio. So uh, if that gets a little bit too crowded, I think that's a situation that could potentially benefit Miami. 
Bonsu's tape is intriguing. I, I agree. I think he is, he, you know, all we have to go by from, cause we can't watch him in person. He's in the state of New Jersey. Uh, so his, his highlight tape, he's definitely long, definitely plays fast, plays well as a in the box safety and, and that big nickel role as well. So, um, I definitely agree. I think he's better than a three-star, which is what 24-7 currently has him ranked. But all that stuff is fluid and can change, uh, you know, over the next six months. Uh, anything else to touch on with Bonsu? Um, no, I mean, I think that's that, that's pretty much it. Let's go on to uh, he is ranked as an edge rusher in our database, but he's yeah. he's a very versatile kind of a positionless guy, honestly, when you watch his tape, uh, Tamir Robinson, four star number 137 overall in the composite six, three, two ten from Brashear high school in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Um, what's the main takeaways from his time in South Florida? Yeah. I mean, and this sounds like someone in Miami, at least Charlie strong wants to put him in the middle of this defense. I believe Wesley Besaint was his, uh, was his player host over the weekend. And uh, yeah, I mean, this is a guy that they want sort of playing Mike. That's sort of the role that he that he says that Coach Strong and Miami sort of laid out for him that they believe that he can be pretty successful there. And uh, I asked him if that was a preference, like you know, if that's something he was okay with. If anyone else was really recruiting him there, I mean, it sounds like people are recruiting him for a multitude of different roles. But I think it kind of shows what Miami's trying to do at linebacker. They're definitely trying to get bigger. They're trying to get longer. I mean, he has an 82 inch wingspan, so I guess that uh, you know it's six inches bigger than what he stands at. Um, vertically. So, um, you know, I think that that's a pretty big deal. And then again, I think he's someone that can just sort of get after the quarterback, do a lot of things really well. So, um, you know, again, others kind of want him, you know, as an outside linebacker, potentially, as you know, uh, an edge type of guy. So I think he can do a lot of different things well. And I think that makes him really versatile. And, you know, I, I can see why, you know, that middle, the middle of the linebacker uh, could maybe work for him. His tape is fun to watch because um, he is a guy that plays for his high school team plays on the edge. So stand up edge rusher. He plays in the slot as a, as a nickel corner and he plays as a deep free safety as well. And he makes plays, I would say equally at all three of those positions. Um, and I think, you know, back seven play on defense is evolving to be somewhat positionless, uh, you know, at the linebacker and safety levels in particular. Um, and to me, Robinson is that type of player that you you put him. I like the linebacker idea. You put him at linebacker, yeah. you can rush him a little bit. You know he can drop back in coverage because he's he's done it in high school as a safety, and he looks fairly fluid um, as a safety too for a guy his size. Um, sounds like you know in-state school for him, Penn State, uh, making a strong push. They are the current Crystal Ball leader. And it looks like he's going to visit there on June 17th. Is there any other school you feel like Miami needs to battle? Yeah, I mean, I think before he gets up to Penn State, he told me he's going to get to Virginia Tech for an official visit uh, on June 10th. So again, two schools that are relatively, relatively close to home. And even just talking to him, you know, he even like he told me that, you know, the idea has always been for him to stay close. And that's what, what his mom has always wanted. He took the trip down with his mom, his aunt, who he seems really close with and, and both of his sisters. So, um, you know, it, the, I guess 
the vision for them has always been like, you know, stay close to home. I think why that's why Penn State is one of those schools that's probably that's leading on the crystal ball. I think that there's a lot of, you know, merit to that. Um, you know, he did come down earlier for an unofficial visit and he did say that, you know, Miami kind of kind of shook me up a little bit, you know, kind of had me thinking about, you know, if I, if I can leave. And I think, you know, coming down for an official visit kind of confirmed that for him, you know, feeling that, you know, he, if he were to leave the region, I think Miami would be one of those spots that he would probably, you know, consider leaving for. So, um, you know, I still probably, I would probably lean towards him staying closer to home right now. I think that's sort of always been the vibe with that recruitment, but I think if you were to be outside of the area, I think Miami could be the spot. I know Cincinnati and uh, Texas A&M are a couple other schools. He mentioned that could potentially get an official visit as well. So a few others, you know, I guess, I guess Cincinnati kind of in the area, but Texas A&M a little further from home. So uh, let's see if the Aggies, you know, elect to make a push there. Yeah. And I think the overall big takeaway with, with Tamir Robinson is he's probably the type of linebacker that this coaching staff craves, right? Six, right. three, two ten, frame that can fill out to two thirty easily. Oh yeah. Um, I think he's bigger than two ten. just kind of okay. eye test. Yeah. So big, fast, strong linebackers, um, yeah. which is something the program does need to improve on here over the next few cycles. Um, last official visitor to touch on Gabby. Offensive lineman, you gotta you gotta educate me on how to s- pronounce it. So go ahead. I think it's Olaus Allenin. Olaus Allenin. He's a I've... native of Helsinki, Finland. Mm-hmm. Uh, playing at the Loomis Chaffee School in Windsor, Connecticut. Uh, his ranking has just been updated recently because I think when we talked about him going into the official visit, he wasn't ranked yet, um, but he's now the number 117 overall player in the in the composite um six foot six 315 pounds what were the vibes coming out of his visit uh yeah i mean i think miami felt you know pretty good there i mean i think coming in i think he's one of those guys that they i think he's one of those guys that they feel like they really really need to get um you know Again, I, I, it was his first time being at Miami. I think he had seen, I think he's seen Alabama. I think he, I mean, he's pretty sure he's seen Georgia and I, I know he's seen Ohio state as well. So Miami's the only one of the final four that he hadn't really seen yet. Uh, he's kind he was kind of disappointed that he never got here before, you know, that this was the only time that, you know, he got to see Miami, but, you know, I think that, you know, he called Mario Cristobal, Alex Mirabal, uh, professionals on the offensive line that, you know, these two are just some of the very best at, at the position. And I think one thing Miami's really trying to sell them on is just potentially some early playing time. I mean, I think they're expecting Zion Nelson uh, to go to the league next year. DJ Scaife is, is, you know, going to run out of eligibility. So there's going to be two open tackle spots. And, you know, I think that they view uh, Allen and as, as someone that could legitimately come in here and, and compete for, you know, a starting spot on the offensive line as a true freshman. And I don't know if any, if, you know, any of the other finalists could really, you know, say the same or, you know, present the same, you know, potential opportunities. So I think that's one thing that Miami's actually trying to, you know, I think that's, that's a path Miami's trying to take with him. And, uh, you know, I think it's something that, you know, could potentially play out in their favor. So the other finalists, it sounds like he's going to visit Alabama this weekend, yeah. uh, Georgia the following weekend, and then Ohio State the final weekend of June. Is there any other schools besides the four, including Miami? No, I think it's just those four. I, I would imagine a commitment 
comes probably sometime after the, those four visits. I think people think Alabama might be tough to beat. Um, but, you know, I, I think Miami has some – I think there's definitely some confidence coming out of there again. I think they feel like they can sort of do something different. I mean, you know, I think one thing that potentially plays in Miami's favor, I don't know if it's, a, you know, something that's that locks him up or anything like that, but Miami is the only one of his finalists – that has a direct flight from, from Helsinki, you know, that's not going to be right. connecting flights and all that stuff. It's a, you know, single easy trip. Uh, you know, it is an international city. He's actually spending, he, he's still in Miami as we record this podcast. He'll be, he's actually leaving to Alabama on his official visit from MIA because, uh, you know, right. he's spending the next few days down here just kind of vacationing with his family who took the month off to, you know, go on these official visits with him. So, um, you know, I think there's a lot to like about Miami. And again, I'm not sure if the family would have chosen to to vacation in Tuscaloosa, Columbus, Ohio, or Athens, right. Georgia. So um, let's see what the city can sort of do for them. And uh, I think Miami believes that sort of sells itself. Another guy that has intriguing tape, uh, um, and you can definitely see why he's highly sought after by these programs, including, uh, you know, Miami now with Mario Cristobal at UM. He's he's definitely big, plays physical. He can also run. He, he gets out on some lead blocks in the run game too, and it's impressive to see him move. Uh, and the way he finishes blocks, um, that mentality and physicality, uh, definitely something Mario Cristobal wants to add uh, to Miami during his tenure um, here. So, uh, before we take a break, Gabby, and, and we'll do more recruiting talk after the break, um, of these three guys, you know, it, it sounds like Miami's in the mix, right? But um, still some work to be done, maybe. Like, there's no maybe locks coming out of this first official visit weekend. Um, but who would you say Miami has the best shot at landing from this group? Yeah, I mean, right now, I mean... Don't hold me to this, but I might lean Allen in again, just because I think the situation and I think he does understand, um, you know, what Mario Cristobal and Alex Mirabal are doing here. And he was just, yeah, you know, he was just talking about like the home factor. He's like, these guys love, he was like, these guys love this university. They feel at home. Uh, you know, a lot of these offensive line coaches at any of these places, you know, a lot of them could leave. I mean, a bunch of things can happen. Mario Cristobal isn't going anywhere. Um, I don't think there's any reason to believe Alex Mirabal would go anywhere for how, because of how long, right. how much time he spent with, uh, with Mario Cristobal. So I think, you know, sort of that continuity um, is something that could potentially play a factor for him as well. So right now I would probably, Probably lean Allen in, um, you know, and then I think Tamir Robinson and Jaden Bonsu could potentially be interchangeable depending on how some of these visits go. But uh, I might feel a little bit better about Bonsu just because I'm kind of worried. I, I just kind of thinking that, uh, you know, um, you know, Tamir Robinson might just want to stay home. All right. Good stuff. There'll be more official visits to preview and camps to preview. We'll probably have another podcast this week, a quick one diving into the expected official visitors this weekend and the expected campers on Saturday. So, uh, but let's take a break. There's more kind of local guys uh, that either visited UM on Monday or, uh, you know, just Gabby caught up with too. So let's take a break here and uh, we'll dive into those topics. All right, we are back. Gabby on Monday, uh, Miami played host to, I don't know, was it about a handful of guys? How many guys swung by UM? Because we know, well, let's just start here. 2024 cornerback Desmond Ricks, yeah. number one corner in the country for that class. 
um, IMG Academy. He swung by UF. What was the uh, what was the impressions coming out of that visit? Yeah, you know, I think it was kind of like the first, maybe like really like the first step of this, you know, recruitment that'll go on for another what eighteen months or whatever it is. You know, first time he really got on campus, first time he really, I think, talked with Jamil Day, you know, at length. Uh, considering my, you know, coaches can't really call the 2024s, it would have to be them calling them. So, um, you know, I think it was, I think this was just like an initial visit where they just kind of, you know, put faces to names and all that stuff, shook some hands, all those, all those good things, took some pictures. So, you know, I think it really just his first time being around the program and around the university. And, uh, you know, I'm sure it won't be the last, it sounds like, you know, things went well and, you know, Miami's a school he may look at, but that's going to be a, a big, big time battle. So, um, let's see how it goes. I know he, he told me his family's in the process of moving from Virginia where he's from originally to Sarasota. So he's going to, his family's going to be stationed in the sunshine state, which could make, you know, Miami, a player moving forward, Florida a player, of course, Florida state, I think leads on the crystal ball. And then I'm sure Alabama's Georgia's and all those guys are all going to get in there. Yeah. Long way to go. Who else? Cause there was other guys that visited UM on Monday too, right? Yeah, I mean, I think a pretty interesting name, again, just kind of like the non-typical names, uh, Jury and Dickey uh, out of uh, Palo, uh, East Palo Alto in California, Oregon commit, a recent Oregon commit. Um, you know, these guys are all down because uh, the Miami Immortals are about to play in this uh, Las Vegas overtime seven on seven tournament that's expected to be like one of the biggest, best ever um, you know, just a ridiculous amount of talent. So I guess all these guys came down to Miami to practice to sort of build some chemistry ahead of that tournament. I believe from what I understand, uh, it's Miami Immortals versus South Florida Express game one of the entire tournament. That's how they're wow. sort of kicking this thing off. So uh, I, I know the I know South Florida Express has sort of had their way with the Immortals in the past. I think they're trying to get this group together and sort of see if they can, you know, string something together. So, yeah, that's why a lot of these guys came down. And, you know, uh, so Jerry and Dickey made it to Miami's campus. He was a part of that unofficial visit group that went down there. And, uh, you know, I think that was a pretty interesting visit. And uh, what what type of receiver is Jerry and Dickey? Like, is he a big-bodied guy? Is he a fast guy? And, you know, does Miami have a chance there? Like, are they going to start recruiting him, you feel like, now? Or do you feel like, you know, West Coast guy probably going to be tough to pull from the West Coast. Yeah, you know, I think West Coast guy probably going to be, a, it's definitely probably going to be a tough pull. I mean, six foot two, 210, so definitely a bigger body type of guy. Uh, but I think he played, so just reading his profile, four, five, eight in the 40. So not super slow, but not a burner. I think more of just a big play type of guy. Um, I, I mean, I, I know Mario Cristobal has a relationship here because it seemed like he knew exactly what to talk about with him. Uh, you know, right, right when, um, you know, he got on campus, apparently he's a big, he loves fishing. He just, is like, you know, just that's just something he likes to do in his off time. And apparently the whole time Mario Cristobal was talking to him about fishing and all the different spots on on or around campus that he can that he can fish at. Apparently he spent like six hours fishing when he got down to Miami. So uh, I guess that's just like his thing. And Mario Cristobal was very aware of that and uh, definitely talked to him a ton about it. So um, I know that there's a relationship there. I think we'll see if Miami's going to try to make a move, but I think they're pretty comfortable with the South Florida guys and who they're approaching right now sure. at the position. Any other out-of-area guys to note that visited? Um, Brandon Winton is a 2024. Uh, he originally from Nashville, uh, you know, is playing at Bradenton IMG now. Uh, definitely a good-looking receiver. I mean, definitely 6'1", potentially pushing – you know, up to six, two, um, 
Okay, I think he's listed as an athlete. Josh Gaddis offered him as a as a wideout. Um, you know, I think he's I think he's a, another intriguing name that was there. Uh, top two, 2024, top two four seven safety Jaden Hardy. Not sure exactly where he's from originally, but he was another one that was on campus as well. I think we have him as a top seventy player in the country, or the consensus is like on the composite too. He's a he's really really highly ranked in that uh, rising junior class. So he was on campus too. He did not get an offer. But, um, you know, I think he's someone to potentially, you know, monitor. How about local guys? Any local guys swing by on Monday? Yeah, uh, well, both commits, Bobby and Robbie Washington, were both there. Uh, so they, they had him back on campus for a little bit. So I think that that was a, a good sort of, you know, refresher for them. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Jalen Brown was back on campus, too, for an unofficial visit. What's uh, anything new with, with Robbie in particular? I think you wrote, right? According yeah. to him, Alabama's kind of making a move or, or trying to make a move. Yeah. He told me Alabama's making a strong push. I mean, he told me he's all in with Miami right now. I do think that if let's say one of these schools, I mean, he mentioned Alabama, he mentioned Louisville and he mentioned um, Nebraska. And I do think if like, let's say some like, let's say an Alabama did decide to offer his brother. I think that that would be interesting. Cause I think like his bottom line is that he wants to play on the next level with his, with Bobby, the linebacker who, you know, I think is a legit six, two, six, three. I mean, he stepped, I had a, you know, these, some of these guys step on the scale and, you know, he was, he was at two fifteen up from up 10 pounds from what we have him listed at, at two Oh five. Um, Robbie Washington too. I mean, he was listed at 170 and he was on the scale and he was like, you know, 184 and some change. So essentially 185 pounds. So he's getting bigger too. Yeah. You know, so, um, you know, I think they want to, they definitely want to play together. And I think if Alabama potentially presented that opportunity to Bobby, um, I think that that could make things a little bit more interesting, but for right now, I'm not really hitting the panic button. Right. And then Jalen Brown, what's new with him? Yeah, I mean, kind of, you know, Jalen's been at Miami a, a ton of times. I mean, I think Miami's in a, in a again, I think they're in a really good spot there. And, uh, you know, he's not going to take the, he's probably not going to take at least a summer official visit to Miami. He has, um he has LSU on the 17th. Uh, he was going to do Georgia the weekend after, but it seems like he's replaced them with Michigan. Uh, I don't know if, I don't think he has any officials outside of, uh, outside of LSU and Michigan setup right now, but you know, I still really like where Miami's at right now. I mean, I know some might freak out if he doesn't get down here for an official, but he lives right down the street. He's taken multiple unofficial visits. He's been on campus a million times. I mean, he kind of, he sees, he's, he knows everything he needs to know about Miami right now. And I don't think any of that will, will impact, you know, how he feels about the program. Like I still feel really good about where Miami's at. And you caught up with other guy. Did Andy Jean swing by at UM or did you just catch up with him at FIU? Cause FIU had their yeah. camp on Monday and a bunch of big time guys stopped by there. So where did you speak with, or how did you learn about the latest with Andy Jean? Yeah. So with, with, uh, with Andy, so I went to go watch all these guys. It was like a, tr- a torrential downpour at UM. So that's typically where I'd go to talk to all these guys, but you know, got word that they were all working out at raw fitness in uh, in like it's in like little Haiti, and that's where a few UM players like Camp Kitchens, Romello Brinson, uh, Kilo Brantley, you know, some of those guys uh, go train over there. So you know, I just I drove over there to sort of meet up with with the group, and you know, Andy Jean sort of walked in. I, I guess it was maybe after school or whenever he whenever he was there. So just kind of right place, right time. Andy Jean walks to the door, you know, got to talk to him, see what was up with him, and uh, you know, he told me he was going to be at Miami today. I'm still waiting on confirmation, you know, as of 11:15 a.m that he is coming on campus today. Um, so he, but he told me he would be there on Tuesday. 
and that, you know, he's still called Miami his top school. He says that he's going to Texas A&M this coming weekend for an official, and he'll be at Florida for an official the weekend of June 24th. So that is Legends Camp weekend. So Andy Jean probably won't be in attendance for that. Okay. Uh, Hakeem Williams and Nathaniel Ray-Ray Joseph were both at FIU, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. Let's start with Hakeem. What's, what's going on there? Yeah, I mean, he he told me that Miami, you know, those coaches are still hitting up every day, hitting him up every day, and they're still doing a good job with like that push of you know communication and all that stuff. I I asked him, you know, do you do you see yourself getting back down to Miami at any point in June? And I mean, he basically said no, just because he's sort of booked every weekend. I think he has a Texas A and M. I know he has a Pitt official visit. It might be Georgia too that's in there. Uh, I know he has like you know back to back to back official visits. So he he doesn't really envision himself getting down to Miami in June. Let's see if he pops in one of these random days during the week and just kind of hangs out. I think that would be a positive sign for Miami. But um, you know, right now doesn't seem like there's a Legends camp uh, for Hakeem and uh, no nothing set in stone yet to get back down to Miami. And Ray Ray Joseph, the Clemson commit that Miami and a few others are working at, at trying to flip. Yeah, you know, I, I mean, I do think that there are others in the works here. I mean, I reported on Monday that uh, that Louisville is in the mix. Um, you know, I do believe that to be the case. Um, I, I know I believe, you know, Miami is, you know, again, probably in the best spot out of any school right now. And that includes Clemson, the program he's committed to. Um, he just went on that official visit. Over there, you know, he spent that. Yeah, I think Clemson had like 31 official visitors or something like that, and he was a part of it. Um, you know, let, let's see what happens there. I think it's definitely a situation Miami fans are going to want to monitor. Um, you know, I, I mean, I guess it's pretty well reported at this point that he, you know, he's taken, you know, some visits to Miami. I mean, I wouldn't be shocked if, uh, you know, he's he's back there again at some point. So of the those what four receivers, so Robbie's already in the boat, right? So we won't include him necessarily. But Jalen Brown, Andy Jean, Hakeem Williams, uh, Ray Ray Joseph. How many of those guys do you think Miami ends up getting? So Robbie Washington, Jalen Brown, Hakeem Williams, Andy Jean, Ray Ray Joseph. Mm-hmm. I would take. I would probably say Robbie. I think they land Jalen. I would probably pencil in Nathaniel Joseph into a mock class right now. And honestly, I think that they have a pretty good chance at landing Andy Jean too. He's continues to say that they're the top school. I mean, I think if they go four for five there, I mean, I think that's, that's a, really good. Yeah. That's a pretty big win, right? Yes. want to ask you too, a little off script, but William Foles, who, you know, we were asked about in our last right. mailbag episode, he was at UM on Friday. So they had a specialist camp, uh, kickers and punters. But William Foles was there, I guess, just to hang out. What's is is he a guy to maybe monitor? What's what's your feeling on William? Yeah, I mean, I think down the line he could be. Um, you know, let's say if they miss on one of these four, or like, or you know, a couple of the four that we mentioned. If let's say you know Jalen decides to go somewhere else, uh, Andy Jean falls in love with Florida or Texas A M or one of these schools, and something like that happens, I think uh, I think Foles would be one of the first people Miami pivots to. I, I I think he's someone that they're sort of you know keeping in the back of their mind. I'm not sure if he's on exactly at the, necessarily at that same level as though at the, as that group of five. I mean, I'd probably throw Brandon Innes in there. I would. I don't think he's in that group of six. You know that they would probably love to have right now, but I think he might be the first one. You know, in that next tier of guys that they really like. Let's talk to uh, Jonella Aguero, who's probably 
you know, one of Miami, he is one of Miami's top safety targets. And it's also, you know, it appears to be realistic that they're definitely in the mix there. Right. Um, he recently announced his f- top four schools, uh, which includes Florida, Georgia, Miami, and Ohio state. He's the number two safety in the country. Um, he's out of Massachusetts, St. John's prep in Massachusetts. Um, what are you thinking there, Gabby? Just top four. I think the early thinking, right, was Georgia. Um, but Jamile Adai had a lot to do with that early thinking, right? He's now at Miami. So how would you kind of size up this top four right now? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I think I've, I've kind of had just like a weird inkling that Miami's actually in a pretty good spot there. I mean, again, I think the relationship with Jamal Day is uh, is 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 real. I mean, I think that that's one of the stronger relationships that he's had. I mean, he mentioned how, you know, right when Mario Cristobal and and they got got hired, you know, they sort of went all in on him. You know, that they, he's sort of their guy. I believe he's their guy at safety. And I, I think that they've reflected that again. He came down for the spring game. Um, all that type of stuff. I think that w- that went well. He was training in Fort Lauderdale with, I guess, someone that he trusts down here. I think there's a lot to like for him, you know, about, you know, the South Florida area. I think that puts Miami in, in a pretty good spot there. I mean, I think Ohio State, again, is going to be one of those schools. I think he, I think he rescheduled that uh, official visit date. But again, they have two safeties committed. So, you know, is that something that he looks at is, uh, you know, then, of course, you have Georgia, who's going to be Georgia. And I think that they'll always be hard to beat. And then Florida, you know, I think Florida, I know he's been there a few times, but, you know, I think that there's something about Miami that definitely intrigues him. And uh, I think it's notable that they're the only non sec school, but I guess Ohio state too, but two sec schools, obviously the premier big 10 school. And then, and then Miami, I think that they've given him a lot to think about. FIU camp, not, you know, there's a ton of guys there hanging out, taught a big ton of big time head coaches. Take us through just the scene who was there from like a head coach perspective. And, you know, if anyone, because it's also an opportunity for maybe some under the radar guys to pop up and impress. Um, So let's start with head coaches. Who was there? Who was in attendance at this FIU? I mean, basically it's, I mean, is it a satellite camp? I guess it's not a satellite camp. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. But it's a way for out of area schools to come down to South Florida and, uh, you know, get some eyes and talk to these big time recruits, which of course, you know, Miami doesn't appreciate, but that's just Miami can go to satellite camps or camps around the country and do the same. Right. So right. Uh, head coaches who was in attendance at the FIU camp. Yeah. So it was, uh, I mean, Jim Harbaugh was there for Michigan. Uh, Mike Norvell was there for Florida state. I mean, a lot of Florida states were assistants were there. I think they were a part of the camp, like mostly the people running the camp were a bunch of Florida state coaches. So I think they had their whole staff there. Um, Lane Kiffin was there, which was cool to just see Lane Kiffin with his like come to the sip uh, uh, t-shirt on all that stuff that he sort of reps and, you know, tweets about on social media. And then of course, Mac McIntyre, uh, Mike McIntyre, who's the head coach at, at FIU. So, uh, you know, three pretty big time head coaches, you know, I guess three prominent, you know, programs in the college football landscape. And then players who impressed with their performance, who would you highlight in that way? Yeah, uh, I mean, a few guys were out there. I mean, I, I, one guy I like is, uh, you know, Micah Mays. Uh, he's, a, he's a receiver out of Palm Beach, uh, Benjamin, that has some pretty good interest. It seems like Florida State might be a school that's trying to nudge their way in there. Uh, Iowa State, Wake Forest are a couple that are going to get official visits, and I think he's trying to figure out 
another one between like, you know, Utah, Colorado, Syracuse. Um, you know, I think uh, some of those schools are are sort of a factor there as well. So I like Michael Mays. Uh, I mean, Joshia Trader was, uh, you know, he's a five star number one ranked athlete in the 2024 class. Um, you know, I, I don't think it was his best performance, uh, you know, based on the times that I've seen him. Um, you know, I think that was probably, you know, one of the I mean, lo- definitely will probably one of the lower level performances from, you know, all the different, I mean, he's, I think he's a stud. I mean, he's done it time and time again on Friday nights uh, in the seven on seven circuit. I think it was maybe just this one particular day, but I mean, I thought, I thought, I think that's fine. Um, there was a, a receiver out of uh, Avant Grant. I think his name is Latuan McCoy. Um, you know, he kind of won Andrew Ivins as alpha dog, uh, you know, sort of award. I think uh, Ole Miss offered after the camp as well. He was definitely one of the stands out standouts. Uh, you know, on the offensive defensive line, I think one of the more intriguing names, you know, especially in South Florida, an offensive lineman, his name is Denzel Dorn, uh, six foot five, you know, I think probably like 250 um, out of Miami Gulliver Prep. He's a German that's uh, German born, uh, you know, came to the United States to play to play basketball, has been playing basketball, played his first year of football as a junior. But I think he has some pretty decent upside as an offensive as an offensive tackle. He was working out on the defensive line, but I think offensive tackle is where he could potentially, you know, make a name for himself. So a, f- a few interesting guys, um, you know, plenty of plenty of others, but there's like 400 kids running around at this camp sure. and it's kind of wild. There's also a 2025 quarterback that's uh, Mike McIntyre's nephew that got a Michigan offer. He got a Ole Miss offer. And uh, I think he has like an Arizona state basketball offer too. So, you know, plenty, uh, definitely probably one of the bigger arms there and Colin Hurley as well, the 2025 who also visited Miami with this. Group. Okay. Good stuff. And then before we get out of here, Gabby, let's close on this. Um, you got some facility nuggets to nothing huge, but just kind of where, cause space is tight, right. On the UM yeah. campus. We all know that Miami's going to build facilities. Um, we've been told, you know, somewhere in like the hundred million dollar range is is how much it's going to cost. Um, but what uh, what what nugget did you get in terms of like how they're going to fit this on the campus? Because I had been told they had explored like getting rid of the track and possibly building it there, and then make the track team visit or visit practice at tropical park um which you know isn't ideal i don't think for the track team of course um (laughs) so you you've been told kind of another potential site so tell us what you learned yeah i i mean i think one i think the potential site is i mean i guess on the it's on the north side of really the athletics facility there's a parking lot there that is really for the wellness center. I guess you can use it for the athletic center as well, or the building. Um, but there's just a big parking lot. I think there's a pretty decent amount of space. There. I haven't really like, I mean, just passing by it. I feel like there is, I need to probably go scope it out again, but if I think that there's plenty of space there for a facility to go up. So I think uh, a part or a potential idea is for them to build a parking garage somewhere that could sort of, you know, facilitate the, the parking issue that might come up if they eliminate that much parking from campus or whatever it is. Um, and build the the new facility there and then have the parking lot that, you know, could potentially, you know, again, I think it's more about building up rather than using all that space. Yeah, I guess, uh, you know, horizontally. So, um, yeah, I think that I think that's an interesting spot. It's very close to the facility. I think all the I think the way to get there from the I guess from the IPF to that would just be crossing a little like canal. canal. Ma- yeah. yeah or, or maybe they build some sort of structure where there's a 
a staircase that connects the two that would just, I guess, tower over it. Um, I think that there's a, I guess there's a couple of different ways that they could choose to do that, but it is very close. It wouldn't be something like people are walking super far or anything like that. I mean, it would be, it would, it would literally be right there, which I think, I think it's a great spot. And one I honestly didn't think of before, you know, hearing that this weekend. They're doing away with those old dorms, right? Yeah. Uh, I think, I think those are the dorms you stayed in, right? Is it the same dorms? Yeah. Yeah. They're, kind of our prison style dorms it's, yeah our rip to the og uh you stanford know dorm, and yep. stanford and so, Hecht and uh yeah so it sounds like they're going to expand the lakeside village and you know those are super super modern nice. you know yep. student student housing um you know really really cool looking and uh you know if they're going to expand that i think like snake it through uh from what i that's that's a term i heard they're going to snake it through like the backside i guess where those um you know, where those buildings are and, you know, just again, make that student housing top of the line. All right. Good stuff, Gabby. Um, again, we'll do another podcast this week, kind of previewing uh, what's going to happen this weekend from a recruiting standpoint. And uh, hope you guys enjoyed this uh, chock full of nuggets from our guy, Gabby. Appreciate his hard work. Appreciate everyone listening. And uh, till next time, take care. Take care.